What up, Canada people? Hi. The Canada Athletic Training Podcast. And yeah, you know, it's Wednesday. It's 8.30 at night here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It's late. I'm tired. He's tired. Everybody's tired. You know uh, what? I'm just going to take a nap. I feel great. I feel great, too. It's podcast time. The lights are on. Let's go. How you doing? Um, I'm doing all right, you know? You had Dad a, life. Long Dad day. Life. Oh, um, yeah. We're getting there. Just just when you think you got everything figured out, um, life throws you for a loop when you got kids, right? Sounds like athletic training. Sounds like parents, parents. are good athletic trainers. Both the men's and the women's. How? Easy. Easy back. How how was your Halloween? Let's start there. May the for all of you on the live stream. Yeah, for all may the force be with you, but may your Halloween candy bags be full. Did you do well? Did you do any trick or treating? I personally didn't do any you trick or treating. My little guy personally did not do any trick or treating. He's still I mean, three months old going door to door. Let's be honest. You should the do candy it by myself. For myself. We did it. Yeah, we did it with a one-month-old. Well, this is what I'll say. I was at three different trick or treats, and so I got plenty of candy. You got adult trick or treats. We like we. <clears throat> lots of family members having trick or treats in their neighborhoods. Friends having it, and so we just yeah. took advantage, threw our little guy in a hedgehog costume, and went for it. Which is what we did. That's how we got into Sonic last week, isn't it? Is that how we started talking yes. about Sonic the Hedgehog? Yes. That was a fun talk. No, actual hedgehog. If you had, if you like talking about video games or debating video games, go go back to episode 192. So much fun. Uh, <coughs> um, and to be fair. So, okay, hold on. I'd be tired even if it was 6 p.m. or if it was for, 4 a.m. We're going to talk matter. Halloween candy for a second. Okay, bring it. Friend or foe? Reese's peanut butter cups. Friend or foe? No, nope. everyone knows that. <laughs> Friend or foe? Nuts in your chocolate. Get out of here, nuts. So it's either peanut butter, which is a nut, but it's like a creamy, like yeah, no, chunks of nut. Not a big fan. Not a big fan. <clears throat> I kind of agree. <laughs> I just like give me the plain chocolate. No, yeah, no thanks. I don't. <coughs> it's one of those. One of those things where I like I like nuts by themselves, and I like chocolate by itself. When it gets together, it's not my favorite thing. It's just not. Yeah. What do you got? Um, well, you know, hopefully the candy, well, I think the candy consumption was high the last couple of days. I think everyone was binging in, on sugar highs. Probably. Because if you've gone on AT Twitter this week... Ah! It is fucking fireworks. It is code red. Code red. Like always. When was the last time you had a code red? Code red. Yeah. Uh, it was before me. It was the year before me. What? You never heard that story? No. So you remember Eric, our friend Eric, who's a year older than me. Oh. Married yeah. married one of your classmates. Yep. Eric was the baseball AT the year before I was the baseball AT. And this might actually make for a really good friend or foe, actually. Maybe we should, I don't know, we can get into it. So when they went indoors for baseball yeah. in the winter months, yes. he tended to stay in the ATR while the team was in, you know, he was do, he would do treatments 
on the players in the ATR while the team was practicing. Okay. So he had a walkie-talkie. Walkie-talkie. In case somebody got hurt, they would walkie-talkie him mm. to the gym. I remember this. Oh, I remember this. And somebody got on the walkie-talkie and that said, was with the team. There's a code yeah. red. Yes. Code red. Yes. Ball in the ass. <laughs> code red, ball in the ass. Code red, ball in the ass. Mm. And Eric's got his walkie-talkie like in the YouTube now. middle of the AT, AT room. Yes. In the treatment area. Super busy. It's like the middle of the afternoon. All the other athletes are in there. And it's on full blast. And all the athletes here is code red, ball in the ass, ball in the ass. So he runs in there to yell at them. They're like, this is not a game. Mm. I would have lost my shit. I would have laughed. I would I would have thought it was hysterical, to be honest. Of course you would have. You you definitely would have handled I, that situation a little differently. Incre- no, so you were working with Eric at the time? Yes. Yeah, because I, I must I have been in my internship then. You were. And then you, you came back. You took over the baseball team. Yeah. And I stayed with the baseball team. Yeah, you, it's all downhill from there. All downhill from there. But when was the last time you actually had a Mountain Dew Code Red? Never. <laughs> That's what you were asking. Got yep. it. I couldn't tell you the last time I actually had a Mountain Dew. Oh, me neither. Maybe high school. So I was going to say, really for liked, me, 20 really years. I was never really a Mountain Dew fan. Is that a hot take? I'm Mountain with Dew you there. I think, it's a, soda? I think it's a hot take, but I agree with you. Let's put it up on social media. Is Mountain Dew... Is Mountain Dew even soda? Well, no. Is it... Is it Mountain Dew, is it good? Is it just gasoline? Do you like Mountain Dew? Do you like Mountain Dew? You know, for all, is it is it weird? I feel like there's so many people out there now that are so against uh, <coughs> artificial flavoring, you know, things that just aren't very natural. Um, the invention of Red Bull. The invention of all these other monster and energy drinks. Has, like, know. does Mountain Dew even exist anymore? It's got, it, it has to. It's the OG. It's the they OG. Should get, they should get royalties drink. anytime any, like, I, Mountain Dew, you started this. Every time Red Bull runs a Formula One race, they have to, they owe Mountain Dew some money. You would think. They're really good at racing. Mountain Dew. Um, so uh, yeah. to answer some questions on the live stream. What questions? Uh, they asked about what the, the shit storm on Twitter was. It, and it, it the ones that I've been seeing the last couple of days have all revolved around um, the NATA push for renewals going into 2023 and people debating the importance slash efficacy slash what does the professional organization do for us. And that's not the talk we're going to have right now. Maybe we'll do it another night. I just thought it was, I mean, that's what people were debating. And I thought it was, I was just eating the popcorn. The great debate. Get your popcorn ready. Yeah, I think it's great. The former president was pretty fired up on Twitter. I hadn't seen anything from him in forever. And there was just guns a-blazing everywhere. Really? Tory Lindley, yeah. He just. Tearing tearing people some new ones? He was just promoting the profession or pro, uh, the professional organization. Yeah. Did he do a good job of promoting it? That's up to each individual. <laughs> What's your opinion? Um, you can be candid. It's the Candid Athletic Training Podcast. Yeah. I think 
it probably started in a good place. I think they probably do way more behind the scenes than we realize they do. I think a lot of ATs feel like it's a money grab. Hmm. Uh, And maybe they don't provide the value for the $200-odd that it costs to be a member. Yeah. I think that's probably where I'll stop talking. Do you think... It's what? It's 200 some dollars to be a member. I'm sure they... And I think a lot of it comes down to people want more for their money. Sure. And I think where the money goes gets lost to some. I think NATA would say that they're pretty transparent about it. I don't know if I agree or disagree. Um, I'd love to have somebody on. I think where I know me personally, where I am a bad AT. Or me. Is understanding the state legislation, the you know the local side sure. of it. Like, what does WATA do for us? What does you know your state organization do for you? What do the regionals one do? And then I think we have an idea of what the like the the NATA does. I would love to have somebody on from our state. Maybe we should talk to Renee or Rhonda and have somebody on and just talk about like, look, what goes into this. Yeah, and why? And and you know what? uh, Being Packer fans here, a couple years ago there was this whole silo. Yeah, the Packs suck this year. They do the silos talk where the GM and the coach and the players and the owners, like whatever, nobody was talking to each other. I feel like that's one of the biggest problems in the athletic training profession is you have the clinicians versus the educators versus the legislation people, um, and everyone is saying. What about me? Nobody wants to understand what the other folks are doing to help the profession. And everyone wants to bitch about the profession. And that's where we're at. There you go. I think the clinicians need the the big wigs to... Plain and simple. ATs want more money and better regulated jobs. And I don't know if it can ever happen. Better pay might be able to happen, but like the whole change the profession so that I'm not burned out, I don't know. Well, going well, into that, yeah, I mean, we've talked about it a few times. I've talked about it numerous times on the podcast, but then also outside the podcast. At what point does the profession accommodate to less burnout, better hours, better pay, uh, he probably could take pay out of it, but better hours, better work-life balance, and it's no longer athletic training. Because then it maybe it's something else. Maybe you're, like, you are an athletic trainer. You are a licensed athletic trainer, mm-hmm. but do you practice athletic training? Not anymore. Yeah. I am an athletic trainer. I don't, I don't, I work with people on their injuries and their ailments and how they move and this and that. But I don't live the lifestyle of traditional. Yeah. And so am I still an athletic trainer or am I just a therapist, a manual therapist, a, you know, movement specialist? Like we've always talked about how the profession is more of a, 
uh, a concierge <clears throat> profession anyways, and we hope that we can keep that with the ability to actually impact hands-on bodies, um, teach people how to move better, teach people how to like get through uh, injuries, rehabs, how to stay healthy, and, and so forth. But when does it become athletic, not athletic training? And my problem with NATA is that I think with most organizations, with most um, representation of a profession, you pay a membership due and you expect a lot out of that. And I think in reverse, what is expected is that this is just your small contribution to the profession. Not only are you working and you're promoting and doing a good job at your site or wherever you work, but monetarily giving that allows for a sense of a big community instead of this is what we're going to do for you. This is how we're going to get you better paying jobs. They did the salary survey. Did everybody get a bump and pay? No. They've done the, hey, should we be calling it something other than athletic training versus this? They've tried it. Did it change anything? <coughs> no. So it is $225 or whatever it is. It's not a little amount of money. But I do think there's the expectation that this is just a way to unify everybody by writing the check. And then whatever. Maybe you get some benefits on the, down the line. Yeah. Are you going to renew? Yeah, me too. Because I want to go to the convention, and yep, you get a better exactly. rate on the convention. That's what I care about is seeing the people. I get a better rate on the convention. I get to hang out with athletic trainers. Hopefully, yeah. I'm not having another child next summer. Hopefully not. Well, you would have to be very efficient. Well. <laughs> very. What month is it? November? Yep. Oh, no, we're past the window then. We're, we're good. We're good. Okay, we're good. We're good, so, everybody. I should be there. I'm going to be there. So. Woo! Away from the negativity. What? Onto no. the positivity. Right. Let's talk about our friends. All the best friends in the entire world. At Healthy Roster. HealthyRoster.com. If you are in the market for a new EMR, this should be your first stop. HealthyRoster.com. I know one of our live streamers right now reached out and said, how can I get in touch with them? We need them. And you do need them. And I hope... It works. Dan. Oh, for you. Dan, I need you. I said, Dan, we got somebody. You know what was cool? I saw on What's our cool? Twitter world, because um, I was cruising through it, as I do, usually do on a Wednesday, to just kind of catch the street up with the friend or foes and such that you put up. Um, you retweeted. They did like an athletic training, Keep buy away. your athletic trainer a coffee thing. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, they, I love those guys. I mean, they just get it. I don't even need one. I'm just glad somebody else got one. I know. In fact, you know what would be fun? What? We're going to send Dan and them some of these coffee mugs. Let's do it. And they're going to give them away. Give away a free cup of coffee in this coffee mug. All right, make it happen. Oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Because that's the big one. Nobody, Nobody needs... Nobody needs the little guy, even though I like the look of it. I nobody, do too. Nobody needs. Everybody needs the big one. Oh, 
Abby said they hooked uh, her up with a gift card for Cherry Coke Zero. <laughs> There's another That's drink so I've never had. Yeah. How do you get a gift well, card for Cherry Coke Zero? That's specific. Is it to your like local gas station? Isn't that basically what um, crack is? No, yes. Cherry Coke Zero. <laughs> uh-huh. <coughs> um, hey, Mr. Pib. Mr. Pib. Isn't that like a cherry cola or uh, what's the other what's the other colas that I'm thinking of? Um, the other colas. RC? Oh, Dr. Pepper! Isn't RC? Dr. Pepper basically like a cola with cherry in it? Isn't no, that what Dr. Pepper is? So. No, I don't think so. They just got weird ass commercials now. Cherry Coke, though, I will say, I don't drink a lot of soda, but when I go to a movie, I might get me a cherry Coke. Yeah, I'm a root beer. Yeah, I love me a root beer. My mom just got me a four pack of root beer from Door County, which is kind of like uh, a uh, Wisconsin. Oh, they got like, a, She got you a what? So. Were they in Door County? No, they were in the Wisconsin Dells. They were in Wisconsin Dells, and they were at some kind of, like, I swear to you, root beer, like, museum. I've heard that. Yeah. And it's so there. She, she brought me a four-pack home of, like, different root beers. Uh, I'm going to go now. I'll, I'll send you pictures. Oh, please do. We're going to have to have rank, rank our soda talk. <laughs> Mount Rushmore of soda. Well, maybe we can do that with our with our FMK Sass, or with our with our fat tonight. Sarsaparilla. Uh, okay, so we thanked Healthy Roster. Also, really quick, thanks to Smart Tools. Ten um, percent off anything that Smart Tools has, which is basically your BFR and your soft tissue instrument assisted devices um, mm. using the the code Candid Ten. Uh, check yes. them out, Smart Tools. And then also thanks to Human Kinetics. Um, uh, is going to give you 20% off any CEU course that they have by using the code CANDID CEU. Yep. CANDID CEU. Uh, they also have given us a total of 12 Whoa. courses to give away. We have just learned recently that each course is worth not four, but six CEUs. So they're, we're giving away 72 CEUs over the That's course of... Um, Basically, I think we're going to do it over 24 weeks. We're doing it every that's, other week. That's a lot. So the next one, so we gave away one last week. So next week we'll give away another CEU course. So all you have to do is be a member of the show. So you can get six CEUs for signing up for a membership. So go ahead to our website, candidathletetraining.com, and do that. Enough with that. Let's start having some freaking fun on this thing. You Let's ready? Let's do it. All right. Baja Blast. Baja Blast. There's, the just, Taco there's Bell. like the, the live stream comments are all over the place. Is Baja Blast a, another I think it's Mountain a Mountain Dew, Dew, yeah. Is it like blue? I don't know. I feel I just something with the name Blast in it, I see blue. I really blast, don't know what color blast it is. You. Um, oh. oh, that was the, that's a different poll. <laughs> The blast you, Paul. Oh. <laughs> I'm so uh, I'm so excited. Uh, let's just quick go and to the, the Mountain Dew poll up 13 Dew minutes ball. ago. Nice 61% do not like Mountain Dew as of right now, 40% do. 
You know, let's start with her friend or foe tonight. Okay. Just because I got the website up here or the Twitter up, Candid uh, ATC. Oh, it's we lost. just we just hit three thousand tweets. That's fun. We just did over three thousand twi- tweets. Mm-hmm. Twitters, 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 Twitters. Um, friend or foe, Kevin, the body blade. Ooh, shake it, shake it, but not the shake weight. Shake it, shake it. It's got to go side to side. Um, friend or foe, body blade. The body blade. This is a tough one. You know what you could <laughs> you could turn this into like an, an FMK. Oh no, like. Um, athletic training infomercials. Like, that fits right there, right? The body blade should be an infomercial. And maybe it was yeah. at some point. I actually think it was. What is the origin of the body blade? If anybody knows, send me a link. I I feel like I was 10 years old, and I saw some dude well, just... Why don't we save that for our next guest of the year? Rap. Oh, there you go. That's a good one. I swear I saw that thing on a on infomercial. Absolute ripped guy just you know shaking it side to side and was like look at the muscles i got just from shaking this blade um and then somebody said listen that's not gonna work but maybe we could do some rehab exercises with it friend or foe body blade in athletic training foe why um this is such a. This, you might sway me here because I don't know what, where I'm going yet. What's the claim of the body blade? <coughs> Proprioceptive, PNF, right? PNF. Um, I'm looking up. Like, do they have a website even? Um, <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin Joyce jumped Kevin on Joyce. just to say I gotta go back to bed 7 a.m. practice just so they can go five and 25 again. This year. <laughs> wow, <laughs> tough times. Oh shoot! I shouldn't have looked at this because now I know what your year was designed in. Um. You know, it's meant to be this, like, the, the the claim is, oh, you use your, like, the stabilization muscles while you're doing exercises. And no matter what, because you're creating a back-and-forth motion with a blade, you have to use your core. Um, I think it I think it gets used too much in order to be a catch-all when I'm not really sure if it's really improving let's say, overhead stability by shaking back and forth, right? Because when I shake back and forth, I'm not really creating stability. I need to create stability by actually, like, owning the end range of the motion. Um, and I think it's a good burn. It's so tough. It's a good burn. But I don't I don't think there's... It's a harmless foe? It's, it's a <laughs> uh, harmless foe. That's a and weird, like it's that's a foe, but it's not really hurting anyone. So you, I mean, well, no, okay, then I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go foe because foe even though it's a foe that's not hurting anybody, it's still a foe. And <laughs> Nisi said that it's when, not really helping much. Read that comment. Read that last one. That's a great one. Nisi, when I was an AT student at a high school, one athlete was using his broom at home as a body. Blade. I freaking love it. Actually, that's awesome. That's for that's freaking awesome. I want to back up to something you said when you, you started get, talking like, about a the body flexible blade. PVC pipe, maybe I don't know. So at the beginning, you said it's designed for you to use your stabilizer muscles. Yeah. So is the goal to to have your stabilizer muscles take over for the big muscles? Um, because I think that would be a faux concept to me. It's the goal. 
for your stabilizer muscles to take over for your bigger mover <laughs> muscles. Oh, he's dying. <coughs> yeah, I've, been, I've been battling this you, cold. You fight. might as well have went. <laughs> yeah. Um. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, let's let the big muscles be the big muscles and the stabilizer muscles. I don't know. Should, right. the, should the stabilizer muscles be I talk more about important? This, I talk about this a lot. With Man, I'm kind of lost. So I think there's this. There's a there's a little bit of like a um, misconceived perception of like all of our joints have small muscles that create stability, and then the big muscles move it. I don't. It's not really how it works, right? You do have your rotator cuff muscles that are meant to hold that humeral head in the in the glenoid fossa. But when you're doing a shake of a body blade, are you only using your rotator cuff muscles? Absolutely not. Even the science out there, I don't care what research part, article you give me, that if you use 2 pounds and not 10 pounds, you're going to use your rotator cuff muscles and not your deltoids. No, you're going to use your deltoids. All the you're muscles. moving yeah. a piece of your body. So I, I do think I'm going full because it gives the notion that there are stabilizer muscles in each joint versus mover muscles. And when all of them have to work in conjunction with each other, and more importantly, we kind of have more stable areas of our body versus mobile areas of our body. And when we don't treat that mobile area the right way, or treat the stable area the right way, we create restriction in a mobile area. I, I'm going to say it depends. And so this, oh, shaking above your head until it burns, has nothing to do with throwing a baseball. All right. However, however, I guess the argument is you... So doing an isometric body blade isometric. is a foe. <laughs> well, just like... Shaking it in a yeah, in one basically spot. one spot, fall. But you can take it through a range of motion, and I feel like that is a friend. You do? Sure. Okay. If I did a front raise with a body blade, and down. Only if you make the noises. Yeah. Okay. Or if I'm if I go through a pitching motion with a body blade. It's no longer the pitching motion. It's no longer the pitching motion, but. I'm being devil's advocate. Yeah, it's still. Um, I get where you're going, and I and I like if agree. you're moving it. If you're moving it through a range of motion, friend. Yeah. If you're not moving it through a range of motion, foe. Okay. Ultimately, that's a user error. So I'll say friend. Error. Error. Uh, on social media, on Canon underscore ATC, we had 88% said friend, 12% said foe. Nate uh, said friend until you have to try and teach someone who has no rhythm. Fair. Or you don't have any rhythm yet to teach somebody. Eric Rogers says, my left arm has no coordination. My, my left arm has no coordination, so definitely demonstrate on right arm, but I'm working on it. I like to add a resistance band to the wrist and have them oh. face the anchor and also perpendicular. Okay. And then Abby said, I'm okay. a fan of the body blade for sure. I got my oldest kid one for Christmas last year. He uses it all the time. So, pretty heavy... Real heavy Friend. stuff. Real heavy stuff. Still fuck. Oh, Abby just broke my heart. Oh, Abby. Oh, 
She just, I just, oh. bro- I just broke up with Abby. Oh, Abby, standing on Bosu's. Standing on Bosu's. I was going to ask you. You Mr. had me at hello. Okay, balance, proprioception, like all the. What if you, what if you held the body blade in one position, but then somebody else hit both ends of it? What if you weren't moving it, and somebody else was hitting it? Would that create more stability? No. No, I think it would. Are you saying like, hence eccentric slaps? Kind of. More like okay, so you're just say you're holding it in front of you. Yeah. Right. You are now stable, and you need to hold there. Then somebody else comes sure. by and hits it. So eccentric, rhythmic stabilization. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, yeah, which I've done with my baseball team. Yeah, I did like that stability stuff with you know tapping people's hands with manuals and stuff. I'd almost Very, rather do that. You'd rather do, Just you'd like, rather do that than the body blade. I, instead of you standing on a bosu, I'd rather you stand on a firm surface, and no shoe on. Yeah, and I then I'd rather come by and push you like this. Just like this. Just like this. Just like this. <laughs> yeah, it's really. She has like stop pushing me. Yeah, no, I need more core, <laughs> core podcasting. <laughs> I did box jumps today. It was fun. I haven't did done it really? in a while. Yeah. Good for you, Pete. God, I haven't worked out in like six months. Welcome to the dad club. I'm just waiting for this piece of crap gym behind me to be open. Yeah. Get, get it <laughs> in Wait, during Can somebody day. open this place already? Pert to Bayshones. Okay. So I think that's a fun little talk. And I, I kind of do agree. I think rhythmic stabilization eccentrically is probably a little bit better, but. Um, he asked for the bud. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Let's move on. Let's kind of stay in the same realm, though. Let's stay in the same realm. Let's do our FMK, Kev. Nate, I'm sorry, so, but that's different. Like, you just push people because you're mean. Right here. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you? Why are you pointing at your bicep? What's going no. on? Oh, behind you. Behind. I was distracted. Here. If you're not watching on YouTube, you can't see <laughs> Kevin right here in his new facility. Not so much here, but here in the Midwest, has a Kaiser machine. <laughs> I was just going to bring up Weatherman. I would be the worst Weatherman. I think we've talked about that just recently. I actually will be too. How much training? Okay. Over under, over under 100 hours of training to actually not make mistakes in front of the green screen. I think it's like dancing. Dancing. Either you're going to catch it right away, like coordination-wise. I think it depends on the person. So I think you could have, like, it's actually like crutch training. If you like give someone some crutch, crutches, if they have rhythm, they're going to get it right away. If they don't have rhythm, they're going to take forever. So you think... I think green screen is like crutch training. Day one, day one of <coughs> weather person school... You stand in front of the green screen, and it's like if you don't get it within two seconds, you're out. All right, new new major. No, I think you can learn it. I just think some are more gifted at it. <laughs> it's many, spatial awareness. Many are very gifted. Many, it's many, it's many. not only do you have to control a hand, but you have to speak and stare at a different monitor to know where you're you're pointing. It's kind of wild. Good for them. Why haven't they changed that technology, by the way? I don't know. Why Why? Why are they standing in front of a green screen when now 
we have Troy Aikman can stand in front of a big ass screen and touch it and circle somebody. John Madden. I mean, what is going on? Why is that the Madden for weather? <laughs> is it? Come on, yeah. let's go. Just make a big iPad and be done with it. Yeah. Okay. So on the Kaiser machine back here, there's a couple different oh, we're movement patterns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're gonna FMK them. Um, we're gonna do some rotational exercises. My favorite. And I mean, we're doing it because you got a Kaiser here, but you can do these with bands or whatever. It doesn't have to be the Kaiser. So we're going to do rotational chop low to high, rotational chop high to low, or rotational chop straight across. When you're doing rehabs, F1, marry one, kill one. When I'm doing rehabs. Mm hmm. High to low, low to high, straight across. Mm-hmm. Okay. The straight across is the simplest movement, I would say. It's literally, it's a less dynamic, but it's definitely less applicable to normal movement patterns. <coughs> particularly athletic movement patterns. Low to high. Hmm. Low to high also, I'm going to say, does not have a lot of application to, I'm trying to think before I say it, many athletic movement patterns. I'm going down, up. I would say high to low. You're going concentric down, eccentric up. Yeah. No, and then high to low, concentric down, eccentric up. Oh, that's what I thought you were talking about. So high to low. High to low would be concentric down, eccentric up. Yep. And low to high would be concentric up and eccentric down. Mm -hmm. We're making everyone's head spin. Hmm. Foundations. I'm going to build a foundation. I'm going to marry that foundation because foundations are important. And so I'm just going to go straight across. You're, what are you doing with that? I'm marrying it. You're marrying it. Yep. Okay. I'm going to F high to low and I'm going to kill low to high. You're going to F? I think. High to low. Is that what you said? Nope. I'm going to I'm going to F low to high. So you like going low to high more than high you like low. going high to low. Yep. All right. Any particular reason on why you prefer going one way than the other? I think you convinced me when you were you gave me some eccentric and concentric talk mm. that if I'm going to go low, concentric up, well then I have to control it down. Because I think predominantly in an athletic environment or in a normal, like, everyday other person environment, controlling going down tends to be something that we take for granted. We just, we tend to plop down. ADLs. Yeah. Bending over, tying your shoes, bending over, picking up garbage, bending over. Yeah. But I'm going to get the foundation 
solid across the middle and do it all day long and get straight rotation like I'm sliding a, I don't know, I'm just thinking about like my patio door. That's about it. <laughs> I think I'm going to marry, I'm going to start with a marriage here. Okay. I'm going to marry low to high. Fine. Okay. Because rotation, well, here, I'll just start here. I'm going to kill, I'm going to kill the straight across. Yeah, whatever. I want some vertical component. I want triplanar movement. You, You're and, not wrong. And so I think straight across is the most functionally weak in terms of like you're just you're just going basically two directions. Yep. So yep. I want to teach going low to high. I'm thinking of, you know, picking up, coming up out of a squat. I'm thinking um, eccentrically going back down. I agree with you. I think that's really important. Um, so I will have to F with starting high, going down, and coming back. You're so right. I so agree with you. Completely agree. All right. <laughs> Even though I said something else, I completely agree. Yeah, I just... Coming up out of a squat is a life skill. Kayla, A-T-A Trevino, A-T Ravino. I don't know how I want to say that yet. At Trevino? Lee Trevino. Um, I know, right? Marry low to high, F side to side, kill high to low. Yep. That's kind of hard to say. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking the people that are listening to this on audio, are, their heads are going to be spinning. Yeah, they're like, uh, what? <clears throat> I do like the style of workout, though. I like the I style of rehab. Any any kind of rotation, you just give it to me. Yeah. There needs to be rotation in every single rehab. And I... I would agree. This is where I, this is where my my head spins. I think overall, I think if you could like, we can create a base of all humans and all athletes that can go side to side with a pulley or a Kaiser, um, and do it correctly. And when when you start adding in that third plane component, man. Some people just fall apart. And that's why I didn't marry it. Yeah. That's why I didn't marry it. Because it was a rehab. And it was like, ah, I know you're going to do it wrong. And I got, I'm going to have to correct little things. And dang it, that's my job. So I guess I'm going to have to do it. Okay. So that's why I also love your answer. Thank you. <laughs> All right, let's move. Let's going to go to a fun fat here. I think yeah. our live streamers are going to like this one. I think hopefully if you're listening at home, you're going to like this one. Which of these three would make the best athletic trainer, Kevin? Yes. Beer? Coffee. What? Beer. Beer? Yes. Wine? Yes. And liquor? Oh, my God, yes. You can also FMKM if you want, but <laughs> let's talk about who would make the best AT. Can I just marry them all instead? Not at the same time. Gosh, that's, darn it. That's a recipe for disaster. I saw a TV show that you could. Um... Ooh, beer, wine, and liquor. Okay. Beer. Fosters. And I'm just gonna I'm gonna go generic. I, I'm gonna go very like not and not a pale ale, not a not a stout, nothing just just beer. Beer. Okay. Beer. General. 
Beer in general, <coughs> in general, does not mix well with others. Doesn't play well with others. I will say if you've never heard of a beer mosa, you should have a beer mosa in your life. Um, As a non-drinker, this is going to be a tough segment for me. Yeah. But you, dude, you've worked in restaurants. You've been behind bars. You have mixed cocktails. Isn't beer given- the most versatile of these? It's got the most ver- the most variety. Whoa. I wouldn't. Stop knocking. Oh, could you hear it? Yeah. No, I think my microphone. Oh. Yeah, that's weird. That one? What happened? I don't know. Oh, lovely podcasting on our end. Yeah. Um, beer has a lot of varieties. Okay. But I wouldn't say that liquor has any less because you have whiskey, you have gin, you have vodka, you have tequila, you have different liquors, and then many varieties amongst those. Um, beer does have a lot of different varieties, but when it comes down to athletic training do you want a different do you want a lot of um varieties of athletic trainer or do you want a staple of what an athletic trainer is because then beer kind of makes sense wine wine's got some variety too though a lot of a lot of varieties got your red you got your white and then you got all the all the ones of those red and whites blends and then you got some rosés wine also not a great mixer with things other than occasionally white wine spritzer, something like that. Your liquor could be a standalone, could be the strength you need in a drink. That's what Kyle was just saying. Or it could be a mix and it could be enhanced by whatever you mix it with. Not many times do you enhance beer by mixing it with anything. And pretty much never do you enhance lime. wine. Ooh, lime. Coronas. That's a, good, that's a good call. You definitely enhance <clears throat> a Corona by adding a little lemon, by the way. Try it. You won't be disappointed. The hard seltzers, what are they? Are those? Malt beverages most often. So is that a beer? Yes, technically. Technically? Technically on the can it says beer. And then there are ones that are made with like vodka. And, uh, and now there's a million of them. But if when you just think of the basics of White Claw Truly, um, beers technically, because they're a malt beverage. Okay. Those can mix with stuff. Now, ooh. so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say right off the bat, liquor. Liquor is going to be the best athletic trainer because... All liquors can stand alone, and all liquors can and could <coughs> be mixed with something to enhance or make it better. And sometimes you need to water it down a little bit. Sometimes you need to take that athletic trainer and say, listen, stop thinking you know everything. I'm going to water you down a little bit. Get back to some basics. And sometimes you need to be neat and clean and tidy and burn a little bit. How about this? Yeah, give me it. I feel like liquor is going to take the most time, though. It, it needs the most Ooh. seasoning. Ooh, good call. You crack open a beer, you crack open a wine, it's ready to go. On, an, on a moment's notice. I mean, I guess technically if you're drinking liquor straight, 
Well, you like, got problems, first off. I drink it all the time. I mean, but like. I definitely have problems. Yeah, you got problems. <laughs> I go home right Well, I think this, I think the argument. Nice I, I think the argument is the versatility in the liquor. Yep. Is you can mix it with stuff and pour it. and Or it can stand alone. Oh, so, so it, it has the ability to stand alone, but it also. Okay, so that's the positive, but yep. if you're going to use it in other ways, it's going to take a little bit more time. Liquor costs more. Well, not all. Well, you can get cheap wine, get expensive wine. I'm thinking about the process of making it. What does it take to make a good athletic trainer? It takes years. It takes dedication. It takes time. So the seasoning is important. Yeah. Aged. Aged to perfection. That's a little foreshadowing, by the way. Topic. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think of other arguments. For wine or beer? Yeah. Oh. And I'm I'm a non-drinker, so I'm completely you know lost. Satisfaction. I will say uh, a beer, cracking it open a beer, and it's just, it, start drinking. It's fast. Liquor, it's liquor action, needs yeah. to be, like, savored for it to really be that. Satisfying. Which one? Which one has the the most effect right away? Like which one? It can hit you the hardest right away. Yeah, wine. Liquor, I'm sure liquor. Liquor is much higher proof than. Okay, so it's it's that it's probably the most effective then. I would say predominantly, <laughs> wine has a chilling out factor for a lot of people. Like it has a call a, me a, a very like. When I'm wine drunk, I'm just kind of like, mm, whatever. I'm a little chill, a little, little kind of tired, a little Ooh, sleepy. That's a positive for wine. And then many people are like, don't give me tequila. You give me tequila, some crazy shit's going to happen. And beer's the cheapest? Can be, yeah. I would say bank, like bank for buck or like. So there's, a, the, there's... the amount of ounces of beer you can get for the same amount, like. If you were to just average it all out, beer is probably going to be the cheapest. Mm. A 12-pack of beer costs the same amount as a, like a good, a good 12-pack of beer costs the same amount as a low to middle of the pack, okay wine. If you were to spend $20 on a 12-pack of beer, you're buying a very nice 12-pack of beer. Sure. If you spend $20 on a bottle of wine, you're buying a good Middle of the road, yeah. You spend $20 on a bottle of liquor, you're buying bottom shelf. Yeah. So from that standpoint, um, considering that athletic trainers are underpaid and you get a lot for them, they're beer. I would say that. Oh, no. It would be the opposite, too. It'd be liquor. You could be it could be liquor because you could buy really cheap liquor and get hammered. If you drank the whole thing. Yeah. I don't know. That's my point. I mean AT's all wanna be top shelf. Liquor. Still going liquor. And it's it's solely from the standpoint of we're all great alone, but we're better with we can be better with somebody else. Beer needs to be the cheese chilled. stands alone. Every time you shake the table, my microphone goes out. Does it really? Yeah. Oh, sorry. That's all right. I'm a little aggressive. Yeah. 
you're you're spirited like yeah. liquor. Mm. See what they did there? Um gotcha. Why would your microphone go off? Or maybe it's my headphones. It's something. Every time you like yeah, just doing that. Oh, that's better. Oh, that's better, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who bought this crappy equipment? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what I was going to say is liquor liquor can be, doesn't have to be chilled. Beer needs to be chilled all the time, right? You're not drinking a warm beer. No, you're not. You're not. Wine is 50-50. It's true. And liquor you're just going to leave out. And yeah, maybe not some of the cordials. Well, no. Or, but those, some stuff not, you're gonna, yeah. you know, we're talking whiskeys and tequila, vodkas. <laughs> they're all they're all sitting out. Yeah. And if you need to add ice, you add ice, and everything's fine. You're not gonna add ice to a beer unless you're desperate. Yeah. And you might add ice to wine if that's how you dig it. Can you dig it? Um. Okay. So I think we're coming to the conclusion liquor. that liquor is going to make the best athletic trainer. Liquor. I don't even know. Her. That's what, yep. Nope. Yeah. What did I say I was going to bring up earlier? Nothing? I can't remember. I was going to bring something up. I mean, I think it was the liquor. I don't even know her. Maybe. Which are, I mean, all the jokes got used on the <laughs> live stream. The liquor, beer before liquor, you're going to be sicker. Liquor before beer, you're in the clear, all that stuff. Total bullshit, by the way. You're going to be hungover no matter what. If you drink enough. What what bliss that you've never been hungover. It's crazy. No, I I've heard the opposite. Right. I remember a stand-up comedian who said, I feel bad for the people who don't drink. Okay. Because they wake up in the morning and that's the best they're gonna feel. <laughs> I wake up hungover and I'm going to get better throughout the day. And I went, shit, he's not wrong. <laughs> he ain't wrong. He's, He's like, I wake up hungover. I start feeling better as the day goes along. All you sober people just, it's all downhill after you wake up. Not to mention, if you feel like crap the next morning, um, you don't have anything to blame it on. Yeah. <laughs> I got no scapegoats here. <laughs> this is who I, I am. Blame it on, I can blame it on stuff. I was hungover. Yeah, and I can't take the stuff that I say. I can't be like, I can't blame it on anything. You should never blame the alcohol for what you say. It's going to be so interesting when you're like 70 years old and you're going to be like, you know what, Kevin? We're getting drunk tonight. (laughs) It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. I mean, if I was going to have a drink, I don't know what it would even be. It just depends. Do you want, I mean. Spiced rum. Ugh. No tough times there. Maybe I just I tend to like cinnamon, so I just thought oh, maybe that would be a okay. thing. Maybe I, cre- maybe cream de menthe, <laughs> a grasshopper. <laughs> that would actually be like all right, maybe a solid choice. It the question would be: Do you I want like it? Do they do have any? Do they have any alcohol, or do you not want to taste alcohol? I don't want to taste alcohol. Yeah, if you don't want to taste alcohol, then it's it's a there's a whole section of drinks that you can't have um is there a peanut butter yeah alcohol i have peanut butter whiskey at home is it good oh it's fine people like taking shots of it it's definitely peanut butter whiskey hmm all right hmm fun talk hmm let's do yeah we're ready for our feature topic let's do it let's do it 
Alrighty, why don't you start this one off for us? So, I'm going to start off by reading off exactly what we received on the old website as a topic suggestion from our friend Alyssa Smith. Message, topic, idea, new and old ATs. The perspective of a seasoned... Oh. Colleen's making a suggestion. Add the PB whiskey to a chocolate frosty. Uh-oh. I might even try that. Chad, Chad's drunk just thinking about it. All right. The perspective of a seasoned athletic trainer and their way of practice versus a newly certified or younger athletic trainer's way of practice. Talking modalities, technology, organization, products, etc. that each AT prefers. Ways to compromise and work together. That's interesting. After we just talked about working together with your liquors. Um, thank you, Alyssa, by the way. You know, you can go to CanadaAthleticTraining.com and leave us any kind of suggestions, not only topics, but, you know, fictional athletic trainers and FMKs and friend or foes. doesn't matter. Would you rather? Give us all of them. Um, you can drive the show of what we talk about. So, new versus old. Not new versus old. New. How, how do new and old, how do old and new work together? What What can we take from the old? bring to the new and what can we bring from the new to take to the old what can we actually do to stop all of the new athletic trainers that are on twitter saying oh that's just like the old regime and like you guys don't know what you're talking about like if you were as smart as we are then you would understand that that's stupid and then the old regime saying listen i've been around the block a few times what you're saying i get it but like you don't know everything right out of the box, right? So let's go modalities. Let's just keep it let's just keep it like very black and white. Modalities. What do you think old school athletic trainers use? It depends on how old, but I think it would be the let's, get, let's give ice, it like plus fifteen years. <laughs> ice, ultrasound, stim, stem, stem. Mostly, I think that I mean I think they're I think when we we talk old versus new, I think the stigma, and I'm not saying that this is for everyone. I think the stigma is that the older athletic trainers are very modality driven. Is that fair? Is that not fair? Because mm. I I I mean I've got 15 years That's now, and I hated modalities my last half of my career. I used modalities early in my career because I didn't know better. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'll say. When I was a new grad. I wanted to do a lot of modalities because I thought I was helping, and then I realized I was wasting my time. What if an older athletic trainer looked at you and said, okay, you think it's a waste of time to hook somebody up on heat and stim, but I see it as I can hook somebody up on heat and stim and treat somebody else at the same time, and now I'm doing two things at once. Am I benefiting two people at once instead of only being able to work on one person at a time? The answer is yes, because any treatment, anything is, is worthwhile in some capacity. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. As long as it's not contraindicated. Sure. It's yeah, indicated. Course, right. That's the thing. 
And I'm going to stop for a second because oh, Abby stop. thinks I'm calling her out because she doesn't use pet. I said, <laughs> I said in general, I think this is what the perception is. Abby. Abby. I'm glad you don't have any passive modalities. I don't want anybody to have passive, mo- mo- passive modalities, except as Kevin was just saying, if you're working hands-on with someone and you want to do something with somebody else, go ahead. Sure. It's indicated. No. A smart-ass re- reply would be, well, you know, why would you put heat and stim on something when they could just go do active exercises? And then you're still not working on them, and you're still working on somebody else at the same time, right? I mean, I think that is a very valid question, young athletic trainer. But at the same time, being proficient on doing a lot of things at one time takes time to learn. I don't think... and. Now, modalities are a very specific sect of what athletic training does. So I think what what's the equivalent of heat and stim or ice and stim for the old athletic trainer that is for the, the new young athletic trainer? The modality-wise? Yeah. I mean, I would think it's just the newest modalities. It's the... I got one thing in mind. It just came to me, but you keep going. I mean, it would be the Mark Pros, the... Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, that kind of stuff. The thing, like, the thing that pops BFR out in my, and The thing that pops out in my mind of, like, this makes my job a little easier, and I'm, like, I'm maybe I'm becoming a little more proficient at getting a, a job done is, like... A Theragun, a Hypervolt, oh, sure. something that's like I don't have to use my hands, and now I'm creating some tissue change. I'm trying to stimulate some whatever tissue change, but I'm using a device. And yeah. so why would I use my hands when I could use something else to do it? Graston tools, um, instrument is, I'm sorry, smart tools. I don't know why I said don't go to Graston. Sorry, smart tools. Instrument assist, assisted soft tissue mobilization. Why would I use my hands when I can use a tool? Yeah. Right? These are the new modalities <clears> that, <throat> like, why would I actually get my hands on a body when I could put a cup on it and I could run it everywhere and I could go and I could create a bruise on somebody? I think that that mixture, the, the modality world, I think me and you always talk about it and hands on bodies is very important. It's, the, it's how you learn what good tissue feels like. It's how you get to know, like, your athletes a little bit better. But there are just as many young ATs that just say, I'm just going to put some cups on it, as there are old ATs that say, I'm just going to do some heat and stim or ice and stim. Right? Yeah, I think you make a good point. I think it's just the, the mentality of it changes a little bit just with what, you're, what options you're presented. So I want to... I'm gonna back up on the, back on the live up. stream here for a second. I thought Are they Dil- going nuts. I thought Dylan had some really good points, and um, and Kayla did too. So Kayla said some new ATs need to check ego, and I think she's considering herself a newer. She said some new ATs need an ego check and don't know everything, and usually just spew the stuff they just learned from school word for word because they just heard it. And Dylan said the problem is with the transition over to ELM. A good majority of the new young professionals don't know anything that they are walking into, which is AKA, I think, 
kind of experience. I think I think what has to happen in terms of there's there's the learned Learning. knowledge and there's knowledge from experience. And let's be honest. I, personally, I think the education that's being taught now, I think that I think that the kids coming out now know more than I knew when I was coming out. Hope so. In in terms of some things, but they lack in some. They obviously lack in experience because they don't have it yet. And just how to handle people, uh, and I th- I do think that, like Kayla said when you learn something and it's fresh and that's what you know, you stick to that and it's tough to break from this is what I was taught. It took me five years as a professional to realize, damn, I gotta, I gotta change my, my uh, philosophies here or I'm going to be doing treatments 24 hours a day. Mm -hmm. So that's when you and I, frankly, were having discussions about neurokinetic therapy, which I thought was the first shift paradigm shift in my career. Sure. Uh, and treating, you know, muscles that are facilitating and inhibiting and stuff like that. And then it just became a, all right, let's get people to move better. So I, I think the old people rely on experience and are not open to maybe some of the knowledge that the, the younger professionals might have mm-hmm. or some of the research. You know, I think older people be like, no, nah, this is the way I've always done it. So let's do it that way. I'm, I'm resistant to learning. And vice versa. Sometimes I think the newer professional, the new professionals, be like, "Oh, I know all this. I don't care what you, what's worked for you in the past." I think that's probably where some of the disconnect is. Sure. Um. One of the smartest people we know. Oh. Our good friend. Mm-hmm. Not Aaron Rodgers. Not guy, Aaron Rodgers. That guy needs to hit his receivers a little more. What receivers? Yeah. Sorry. They didn't get any. <laughs> My bad. Um. Love you. Um, no, Dave Yeggs. So we were just on a call actually, like with my clinic, he jumped on with us. We were talking about mastery of skill. Um, uh, a, a book I was talking about last week, range being a generalist in a very specialized world, how it can benefit you to know more things versus just one thing. Um, he, actually responded to our last week with the fatigue and everything. And he said, um, the thing about research is that the more data points you have, the further away you get from the further away from the individual we get. So let's take that into this conversation. The more we learn in school, the more research data points we get that we memorize, that we learn and we have all this knowledge, the further we get away from, the actual athlete or patient that's on the table. That's a great point. So there's there's nothing, unfortunately. I, I'm very guilty. I remember sitting around um, a fire, actually, having a nice drink, probably a liquor, fire, maybe, fire, a, fire. maybe a wine, with two of my mentors, one being Dave Yeager and the other one being Dan Wright. And they were basically trying to explain to me, you're, you're young, you're really good at what you do, but there's nothing that you can do except go through time to be better at what you do. You're going to have to keep going and you're going to have to keep touching bodies. You're going to have to keep working on the individuals. 
And so that's called honing your skills. Yeah. And it's called creating a little bit of mastery. Right. And so when you're talking about experience versus like say knowledge, Mm -hmm. right. Um, Experience versus the research experience versus what a book says. The perfect world is like those two people working together on that same issue. Right. Now, the, the problem is not every athletic trainer has two people to work with, right? So understanding that when you're a young athletic trainer, you're going to have to take time to master skills and you're going to have to take time to, like, actually know what it feels like to create a change with your athlete. just takes time. But then the older generation needs to understand that this younger generation has more resources, and has more evidence of things that we can use with your like experience skill set. And that's where I, I don't understand why people get so freaking like worked up about like, oh, you're just an old school athletic trainer. Oh, you're just a young idiot. Like <clears throat> one time work ethic, not complaining about the a profession every moment that you can possibly have when you've only been in the profession for three years, like that is valuable. But at the same time, there is value in the fact that I went to school for a really long time. I had to learn a crap ton of things and I had to memorize a lot of research that you never even didn't even exist when you were in school. And so now we know these things. And so why are you doing this? Yeah. Why are you putting ice on somebody after they've just exercised? Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. It has to make sense at some point. It makes sense. Yeah. Abby brings up a good point. She says, Always. Somebody who's done this for 27 years, not all best practices, evidence-based stuff is going to be 100% effective and going to be, and going outside the box has to occur. Correct. It's kind of like a condom. It's not going to be 100% effective. Sometimes it breaks. Um, And, And that's when you have to rely on experience. If you're if you're always going based or on, intuition, if you're always going based on the research, you're only going based on the past, right? You're not you're never trying to like push it forward to try to get the better result. And so there has to be an evid- there has to be like like a piece of that that goes and says, "I'm sorry, like I know your evidence is saying this, but my experience is saying this." And okay. my individual that I'm working on doesn't it, it's not working. They're they're one of the ten percent that I, in your study that's not. It doesn't work. And so, well, why would I keep doing it? Some really good live stream comments. Kyle says, "Best advice I ever got: take five to ten percent of the knowledge or skills from each setting and experience you've had, and build your own skill set." And Dylan says, "People need to remember that one third of the evidence based practices clinicians experience." Yeah, I mean it. It really comes down to are you trying to advocate for the individual or are you just trying to prove that you know what you know? You know <laughs> stop caring. Like, if you want to use, I, I don't know, I guess. Stop it, being stubborn. Yeah, we're all just stubborn. We're all stubborn. Guilty. Um, guilty. I think there's this weird... There's this weird thing that happens too. We need um, a big brothers, big sisters program <laughs> for ATs. 
So it's, that's mentor what, that's program. What in, that's what internships and mentorships are. Maybe that's are. what NATA is using the money for. There you go. Maybe. And if not, hey, you know where to find them. <laughs> um, you remember, like, getting so good at something. No, I've never been so good at anything in my entire life. I've been, How about this? I, I've always considered myself very average at uh, almost like 100% of the things I do. 100, 100% you're lying. And then, therefore, because I know there's something you do in athletic training that you can do and not think. Like, at some point, somebody laid down on a table and you stretched their shoulder and you were like, did I do everything that I, wait. I didn't even like go through systematically like did I stretch this, 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 and this, and this, and this, and this. And there was also a point in your life where you had to, okay, I got to hit this. 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 And then as you were, and Dave's going to be really proud of me for bringing this up, but as you were going through that stretch that you were like, I, well, like I'm already done with the stretch, you found something different all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, what Wait, why is that different? This made me stop. Like, why, why, why is this different? That part of being an athletic trainer is where, like, the experience you've you've kind of mastered stretching the shoulder, and so now the experience of this is different is now where it's almost like you want to go to the the young athletic trainer and say, "Hey, I'm feeling this. What do you think this is?" Because I basically blacked out as I was stretching the shoulder, and now it's different. I've never felt this on this player before. Yeah. What do you think this is? And listen to him. And then listen to the older athletic trainer as the younger athletic trainer and say, what the F? Like, you didn't have to, like, systematically go through something? No, I just did it. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, and again, Dave, driving your car home. How many times have you driven your car home and been like, I'm home. I don't even remember turning down my street. I just on the way here, I was like, wait. Until a deer jumps out in front of you. (laughs) On the way here, I was like, wait, did I go through this intersection already? There's a deer. I'm like, oh, I just passed something I wanted to look at. Yeah, all the time. Exactly. And I I think there's there's a big athletic training, like, talk in there. There's a big athletic training stop yelling at each other on, on Twitter because you don't understand the other person's viewpoint because you're two different people. Yeah. Hey. I'm going to lightly turn this on. What does they think? We're getting there. Oh, right? Nate's mom just hit a deer tonight. Jeez. Oh. Hopefully your mom's okay. Hopefully the car's okay. Hopefully the car's okay. Hopefully, well, you know, when you hit a deer, you don't really take it home. First off, we hope your mom is okay. Second off, we also hope that the car is okay. You know what? Hopefully she's driving a big old F-150 or something. But I think that was a pretty good conversation. Absolutely. Thanks, Alyssa, for bringing it to our attention. Um, Very applicable in the AT Twitter world, that's for sure. And in our world amongst our listeners, I think we have so many new athletic trainers and so many young athletic trainers, but we also have a lot of experienced veteran athletic trainers. Um, I'm not just talking about you, Abby. I'm talking about everybody else, too. Um, Final results of the of the poll. Give it to me. Do you like Mountain Dew? <laughs> 51 to 49. Oh. Of? No. <laughs> oh, it's so close. 
Friend or foe, Body Blade, 87%. Yeah. 50-50. Do you like Mountain Dew right now? That's fun. 51-49. Um, thanks to our sponsors. You know, Healthy Roster, Smart Tools, and Human Kinetics, all giving us great opportunities for all of our listeners and our members. Um, and you know what? Go to CanadaAthleticTraining.com. Give us, leave us your topic suggestions. Buy some swags. And... Canada underscore ATC. Yeah, we'll see y'all next week. Bye.